three, and we're going to move from seven to fourteen. And the Bible says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is true faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all these, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. This morning from this scripture, I want us to talk about a topic that I may know in. If we look at that scripture, is the account of Apostle Paul's life. He looked at the journey of his life. He looked at all his achievements and everything. He looked at who he is, who he was, and he looked at the stage where he, he was even at that time. And he counts them to be rubbish. He counts them to be nothing. Because what is most important is to know Christ. So regardless of who we are, where we are coming from, or where we are, or where we think we're going, all our aspirations and desire. If Christ is not in the picture, we are nothing. And that's why this, if we look at the last stage of it that we're reading, it's telling us that we should forget what is behind, or what, what we should look forward to the future, forget what you're going through, Forget what has happened to you. Forget the situation you are now. What is most important is to know Christ. Because it is when we know him and we are in him. That is when our life can have meaning. That is when we can have a touch of him. If we don't know Christ, we are nothing. And knowing Christ is not by being churchy. It's not about coming to the platform, everybody, every morning. Oh, I have to join the prayer group. I have to go to church on a Sunday. I have to be a worker. I have to be a minister. I have to carry a title. It is more than that. To know Christ is not by being churchy or just to share your testimony 
or being seen as a Christian. To know Christ is to develop a relationship with him. When you know someone, you have a relationship with that person. It's like saying, I know this person. You have a relationship with that person. You understand that person. You have a knowledge of that person. So as a Christian that we call ourselves, how well do we have a relationship with God? How well do we have the knowledge of who we call our Father? How well do we understand God? If not, we'll just be on his thoughts. If we look at the people or the prophets of old that really enjoy the grace and the mercy of God, they actually have a relationship with God. Abraham, God called him his friend. Enoch had a relationship with God. The relationship was so deep that it was no more. So until we commune with God, that is when we know God. It is not about church. It is not about being close to my pastor. You can be very close to your pastor and your pastor sees that you are very good. But when you don't have a relationship with God, you are just coming to play. To know him is to accept him and let his kingdom be established in you. For we are the kingdom of God. The kingdom is not the church. The kingdom is in us. We are the church. So when God is not established in us, when Christ is not formed in us, we don't know him. And that is why Apostle Paul is saying that not that he's perfect. Of all the things that we think he has done, he's still pressing forward to know God. He believes he's yet to know him. He's still seeking to know him. He's still searching to know him. So whatever we are this morning, let's check our life. We are praying, but we are not yet there. How well do we know this God that we call our Father? We don't need to look for God anywhere. God is already in us. But until we really know him, that is when we can produce results. Until Christ is really formed in us. When Peter was in the boat with Jesus Christ, and he was losing focus, this, the boat was sinking. But when we really focus on God, that is when we can develop and achieve results. Apostle Paul says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, if we call him our savior, and we really know him, let our focus be on him, and he will help us. Everything that we see as Egyptians in our life, we will see them no more. Amen. Amen. I just want us to take that prayer point this morning. That, oh Lord, from this day, help me to focus on you. Grace to know and have a relationship with you. Let it be released on me. Let's turn it to prayer. Holy Spirit, we call upon you this morning. Father, we want to be more of you in our life. Grace to know you. Grace to serve you the way you know it. Grace to understand who you are. We don't just want to know your church, but we want to know the mystery of your power. Lord, we want to know you, not to speak you with all our 
Consciousness is a sin. You can't just be saying you know God. There are some characteristics that you will see yourself. People will see you and they'll say, oh, this person knows God. This person has the fear of God. Without the fear of God, you can't know God. And the only way you will know you have the fear of God is when you keep his laws, when you keep his commandments. When you meet with Jesus and have an encounter with Jesus, you will know him. And it is then you will turn your back. You will not turn uh, to, your, to your achievements, not to your position, but you will focus on God. And knowing Christ is not a day journey. It is one day at a time. So we can't say want to know God and everything that is a bot in our life, we expect it to drop. It's not a day journey. One day at a time. One day at a time. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And that's why you see Apostle Paul. He's still working. He's still ministering. He's still doing anything. But he's still pressing forward. So as a Christian, let's check our life. Take account of your life. And look at the things that is not glorifying God. Look at the things that, you know, this thing is hindering my relationship with God. These things is making me to work against the will and purpose of God. And one day at a time, the face of God, that, oh, Lord, help me concerning this thing. Whatever it is that is hibernating in my life, 
that is still making me to worship you from afar. Because when we don't develop that close relationship with God, we're still worshiping from afar. And that's why the Lord says that my hands, they are not too short, but our iniquity is what is making us to be far from God. So it's not a day journey. If we live, if you know God, we will live for him and him alone. Let's ask ourselves this morning, are we living for God or are we living for ourselves? Are we giving enough of our time to God? Are we giving leftover of our time to God? Did God have a place in our life? Is there a time? We have a time for our work. We have a time for our children. We have time for our family. We have time for everything. Where is the time that we, you are portioned for God daily in your life? Until we get to that point, we are not living for him. Because God will not need to drag you to serve him. God will not need to drag you to have a relationship with him. God will not need to drag you to have a quiet time with him. God will not need to drag you to have a time of meditation with him. Mm-hmm. We are the one that will create that time. Because one thing people that knows God, there will always be a time that they share relationship, they share fellowship with him. So where is that time in our life? We don't know God because we are blessed, but it's by encountering God. It's by speaking to Him through our relationship. So where is that time? If you look at the book of Psalm 103, verse 7. Psalm 103, verse 7, the Bible says, He made known His ways to Moses, His deed to the people of Israel. The children of Israel, they know the acts of God, but they don't know the ways of God. They just know his way. He's a miracle-working God. He can do this. He can help us to cross. And that is why once that miracle is not happening, you see them murmuring. You see them complaining. But Moses, he knows the ways of God. He knows how God works. So even in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulation, you still see the good prophets of old. They still stick to God. Don't let us be like the children of God. That I only know the act of God. So don't let us be people that is only when we encounter God. When God blessed us. When God lifts us. That is when we have a relationship with him. But let us build, know his ways. That the ways of God is about having a deep relationship with him. Having a time of fellowship with him. And that is why Apostle Paul says, fellowship of his suffering. Not only when God is blessing us. So you speak to God in the face of trials. In the face of challenges. Some of us, we always say, Pastor doesn't even know what I'm going through. But this one, the pastor is calling me, Pastor doesn't need to know what we are going through. Whatever we are doing is unto God. So in the face of trial, 
Forget about what you are going through. That is the reason why you have to serve God more. That is the reason why your relationship has to be deeper with God. Because when, if you want to know God, is not a rise and beings. God will stretch us. If God has not stretched you, you have not known him. You are encountering situations because you love God. And that is why the book of 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us, says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what we can bear. But one thing we can be sure is when we are tempted, he will also provide a way out of escape. So whatever temptation, whatever trials, is not enough to say, but I have a relationship with God. But I do this, why must this happen to you? Why must it not? If God wants to know that you really are, you must be painstaking. We must have a spirit of endurance. So it's one of the characteristics that you know God. If you know him, he will stretch you. And when God stretches you, let go of your past and seek him. When God stretches you, that is the more reason why you have to seek him more. That regardless of what it is, even Jesus Christ got to a stage, he says, I wish this cup can pass over. But God knows it can be his. So whatever comes our way, don't let us throw the towel. Let's look unto God, the author and the finisher of our faith. If he's the author and the finisher of your faith, don't break your relationship with God. Keep seeking him. Desire to know him more. He knows the end. He knows the beginning and he knows where you are. And that is where he said he will give us that expected end. So we only need to speak to our situation that you are just a distraction. I know my God. God will not abandon me. Hallelujah. When you know God, you will be stable and you will be consistent. So if you are in and out of relationship with God, you don't know God. So you need to check yourself. If they are still running after you to call you for prayer, if they are still running after you to come to church, you are yet to know God. You are yet to understand who you are in your serving. The zeal is not in you. Apostle Paul says, the zeal of the house of God has eaten me up. If the zeal of God is in you, you know God. You will be stable. You will be consistent. You will not be an epileptic Christian. I pray that God will help us to be stable in his presence in the name of Jesus. To know him, you must stand out and you must be outstanding for God. Not outstanding in fashion, not outstanding among your people, among your friends, not outstanding in your place of work, but you'll be outstanding for him in his kingdom. And that's why the book of John 6, 26, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous sign, but because you ate the loaf and had your fill. That's what Jesus told his disciples. They are not looking for him, not because of signs and wonder, but because they ate the loaf and they are full of him. 
So when we have more of God in us, not until we experience our testimony, whether God does it or he doesn't, he will still be our God. Man. So I want us to look at the account of our life. These are characteristics. And let us put our, ourselves alive in order. Do we know God? How much of God do we know? Let's build our relationship. Let's allow our faith to still be intact. The book of Luke says one thing, that if Jesus come back, will he still find faith on earth? Faith is about people that know him, people that have relationship. Will you still be found in Christ if Christ returns? I pray that the Lord will enable us, oh God, to search up our life, to examine our life if we're still in faith and build our relationship regardless of what we are going through. Our issues, our challenges, our circumstances is not an excuse. How do we know it? And we have seen this, the, the characteristics. How do we know this God? The book of Jeremiah, let's look at the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. The Bible says, you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all nations, places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. How many people are in captivity today? How many of us have been banished? How many of us are in exile? How many of us are still in the wilderness of life? How many of us are still wandering? God is ready to bring us out of that captivity. God is ready to break chains. God is ready to turn our life around. But we must search for him. We must seek him in his tabernacle. Not at our own time. Let us seek God when he can be found. That's the only way we can know him. Says, I will be found by you when you seek me. So it means if we are not seeking God, if we're not tested after him, we can't find him. We can be praying, but we are not seeking him. So let's learn to seek God. Let's learn to test after him. And we'll find God. And the hand of God will turn our life around in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when you found him, you won't remain the same. Another evidence of knowing God that you will know that, that you want to know God is to obey his word and command. When you obey his word and his command, there is no way you won't be, remain the same. And that's why the book of Revelation 3.20 the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 tells us one thing. Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, 
I will come in and eat with him and eat with me. That's the, that is the commandment of God. And it's a choice. And that's why Eve is there. So if I'm coming to church and I'm not keeping his word, I'm not obeying his word, it's difficult to stop with him. So let's come closer to God. He's standing at the door. He's standing at the door of our life, the door of our heart. He's knocking. He wants to have a word with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to have a fellowship with us. It is when we are open to him that he can come in. And we can be sure when Christ is in the boat of our life, we won't remain the same. So let's obey his word. Let's obey his commandment. Says, I stand at the door, but it's left to us now. We can come to church and we'll sit in church and we can be doing uh, business like Mary and Martha. All of us are in church, but how many of us have relationship? I pray that the Lord will open our eyes in the name of Jesus. Because to know Christ is to follow him. To know Christ is to abide in him. To know Christ is to imitate him. I want to leave us with that. Do we imitate him? Do we abide in him? The book of John tells us that he is the vine, we are the branches. Without him, we can do nothing. Until we abide in him, that is when we can amount to anything in life. The Bible says, be imitators of Christ. You can't imitate somebody you don't know. leave us with a word. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. He knows Christ. He pressed forward until the day of Christ. And that's he kept on following. And that's why he told us, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Are we following Christ the way Apostle Paul did? He didn't say we should do what he did. But he said one thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. How many people want to follow Christ? I want to leave us with that. The grace, enablement, ability to follow Christ, to do his will. Christ will release unto us this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us let us to cry unto God this morning. The Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. Give me grace to follow you. Abundance grace to follow Christ. Abundance grace to the Grace to build relationship. Every area that you have fallen out of this night, every area, oh God, 
Lord, as we speak unto your ears, so shall you do unto us in the mighty name. Jesus, today we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. In the mighty name of the Lord.